0: It's like
1: friends and foes, welcome to Back of the Cereal Box, our Wednesday night live show. New comics, yum! And normally it's just yours truly, Johnny, flying solo, but tonight, 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 we've got the entire Back of the Cereal Box family and some special guests and uh, maybe some more people joining us a little bit later, but uh, let's bring them on one at a time. Your favorite pinup cosplayer, DL Memphis. How you doing, Hello. DL? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing great. And tonight we have dueling Agathas because joining we are not us not dueling, <laughs> complimenting. They're they're yes. twinsies. Uh, is uh, Phoenix Sisters cosplay and the host of Back Issue Breakfast Club, Miss Kelly Getner. How you doing, Kelly? Hey, I'm doing good. <laughs> And uh, loving the purple eyeshadow.
2: Why? Thank you.
1: My it's husband great. told me to go
2: wild with the hair and the makeup, so.
1: <laughs> we approve. We approve. And rocking out a great, great Black Widow cosplay, the one, the only, the mythical, legendary Willow Skyler. There she is. Ooh, How this mug.
2: How you doing, girl? mug. I need, I, that have money. Money. I need that money it, it, It's great to
3: go to the Disney store and just raid their cups.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. And uh, in a little bit, we will be joined by Brian and Nicole. But right now, it's just two empty chairs. And uh-uh. uh, somewhere somewhere along the line, uh, Aubrey X is going to be joining us. And Lucas Leverett will be joining Woo! us, uh, we hope. Uh, who is that? Speak Say the devil's name, and he appears um, yes, yes. If, I can, if I can get him on camera <laughs> yeah. there he is hello the the crazy liberal himself, Lucas Leverett.
0: <laughs> hello, Lucas.
4: hi happy What's birthday, up? Lucas <gasps> nice. oh,
0: happy birthday Oh
3: happy
4: it was birthday. yesterday
3: <laughs> oh and well, have a belated birthday.
1: And look who else just showed up from Reels and Heels, Brian and Nicole. How you guys Hello. doing? Uh oh. Not like we I don't no see sense. enough of each other. <laughs> they're, they're they're muted. Ah, there we yeah. go, Brian and Nicole. How you guys doing? We're good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I had muted you when uh, Nicole was off camera yelling at the kids. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> so so we are here, guys, and hopefully Aubrey will be uh joining us in a moment, but we are here to uh talk about WandaVision. We got together mid-season, I think it was was it after episode five, Brian, that we uh all got together and talked about where we were in the series, and then afterwards we had such a good time we said, you know what, we need to do this after the series finale and everyone said yes we do so here we are now before we before we get started this is our new comics day episode uh new comics yum and i just want to show real quick uh, a couple of new releases and uh, then we'll get rocking and rolling so up first strange academy number nine with the cover by frank Cho. And uh, if you guys know anything about Frank Cho, um, he's awesome, he is an awesome artist. But you know what? It turns out he's he's a little bit of a naughty little elf. Um, <laughs> he uh, he don't care. Um, this is a, a great series by uh Scotty Young and Humberto Ramos. Humberto Ramos is doing his best artwork uh of his career, I believe. Um, and it's all about. The next generation of magic users at uh, Doctor Strange's school, and features one of my all-time favorite characters, Brother Voodoo, or Doctor Voodoo. But look at this!
2: Having another viewer. Scarlet <gasps> Witch outfit. <laughs> nice. Yeah,
1: yeah someone, nice. someone my, needs to. My, I I love yeah. that absolutely. Yes. Someone needs to cosplay that stat.
4: Yeah, um,
1: Kelly. I'm pointing
0: at you, Kelly.
1: That, that would be a great one, for you, Kelly.
0: Come on, John. I
3: think you can rock that outfit, though.
1: <laughs> I would pay. You know, money. you know. Challenge <laughs> accepted. If let's let's see, if we get to five thousand Facebook followers, I I will do that
4: costume
0: with D, <laughs>
1: with
4: DL Memphis's help.
0: Yes. I will be glad to help. We're like planning weird,
4: this. This is about to be a weird Mrs. Doubtfire Marvel project.
1: <laughs> well, Lucas, you cannot. Oh, I've been threatening to do my crossplay Harley Quinn for years. Mm. I, I've got the entire costume ready to go, hot pants and all. But, yes. but I, I'm not going to do it until we hit 5,000 followers on our Facebook page.
0: I was going to say, um, why have we not seen this?
4: Well, now there, now there are two. You, you just made a double commitment. You just promised yes, you cross-dressing costumes. I guess I'm not supposed to say cross-dressing anymore. I'll get canceled. But gender bending,
0: gender um, bending. Yeah, gender I, bending. We, I call it cross-play.
4: Whatever yeah. new word that means. Cross-play the name, is the word. Is an old word, um, but uh, I would, I would, I would pay to see that. The, the more banana hammocky, the the better.
0: Can we okay, wait right. a minute, wait a minute. can we say 5000 for the scarlet witch and then maybe 1000 for the harley Quinn, since that's already sitting in your closet
2: No Ooh.
1: we're all, we're already at 1000 followers 2500 We're almost right there I'll tell you what. See right we're, there 3000 3000
0: 3000 3, yes This is negotiations that's right here stupid. at its finest
4: that's <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> All right oh. process
1: up next, Blade Runner Origins, issue number one from Titan Comics. It is a prequel for the uh, Blade Runner film. And um, don't know a whole lot about it yet, but I picked it up because I love the whole cyberpunk uh, aesthetic. Written by Kay Perkins, uh, art by Fernando. Oh, actually, there are three writers. Kay Perkins, Mellow Brown. What a great name. Mike Johnson, and art by Fernando uh, Dagnino. Um not super wild about the art I'm gonna be honest with you it's um a little bit uh a little bit too loose for my tastes but um I'm gonna read it. this is a beautiful spread though that that's a beautiful oh, wow. one so that's on my reading list this week and then you guys will be interested in this. children of the atom have you guys heard anything about this? Well, that story has been going on for a while. No, this is issue number one. Well,
5: the the Adam, like the whole X-Men, because they they did the, the story a few years ago.
1: Well, yes, they did, but this is a completely different story, Brian. These are um, kids of the X-Men. Oh, I'm going to spoil it. They're, these are kids of the X-Men from another reality.
4: Oh, okay. from, from
1: the multiverse. And um, at least that's what I picked up so far. I haven't read the whole thing yet. I'm going to read it tonight. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it takes something really unique for me to pick up an X-Men book. And uh, this is... Out- so many. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, th- this is one of those instances where uh, I think it's really hard or really easy not to mess up the X-Men. And in this issue, they're doing the X-Men right, the right Team members are there. Um, so you know, they're 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 staying true to the core. And uh this this is gonna be a character we're gonna see a lot of cosplay of. The daughter of storm and gambit. Oh yes. Weird, okay. That's
3: an interesting mix.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, written by Vita Ayala Ayella and uh art by Bernard Chang. So children of the atom issue number one, and then finally. This is going to shock a lot of people. I've been really trying not to be just a Marvel shill. Kelly, you're a DC girl. I've been a Marvel guy all my life. So today, in an effort, in a hopeful tone, because I've checked out a few of the future state titles, and they're not very good. Yeah. But I did pick up Infinite Frontier, issue zero today. Interesting. Um, and this apparently is sets the stage for Future State. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're releasing it after the Future State books have been out, but um, I, it looks good. It looks fun, but looks can be deceiving. <laughs> uh, it, I guess it's a collection of short stories cobbled together into one. Because you got Justice League by Brian Michael Bendis, Superman by Philip Kennedy. There's a bunch of uh, creators on here, but it creates a um, a complete story. Good. And and yeah, I hope I hope that there's a cool version of Titans Tower. Nice, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm reading this week. Uh, you guys uh, got anything specific you're reading this week?
2: I am going to be reviewing it. I'm reading Neil Gaiman's um, The Books of Magic, so an older one, but it's part of the Sandman universe, and um, it's a book that, like, the Sandman series gets talked about a lot, but The Books of Magic, not so much, and it's about Tim Hunter, who is an up-and-coming magician. He basically... He kind of looks like Harry Potter, but he's not Harry Potter because it's now Gaiman. And he's taken in by John Constantine and a few others to try to mentor him and teach him magic and show him the way so he doesn't become a danger to himself and the world. And
1: it's pretty interesting. Is that your next episode of Back Issue Breakfast Club? Yes. So that'll be next Tuesday. Everybody tune in and see Kelly's review of Sandman Books of Magic. Now, before we, before we move on to our main topic, i got to show you guys one more thing. I can't believe I found this in the wild. Ooh. This is the new Marvel Legends retro nice. line. Um, as if, you know, pretending if if Kenner had made this line in the 70s. Um Beautiful figure. These are not articulated, uh, which I actually like. Um, they're they're very much like the original uh, Star Wars figures w- in terms of articulation. But the packaging. Look at that. That Bob Layton artwork. The bright colors. You got a uh, a, a trading card on the back. It's just uh, this is the only one I've seen in the wild. Uh, there's also Black Panther, um, Captain Marvel, Captain America. Uh, Spider-Man, Electro, and another one I can't remember. Where did you find um, it? Target. It was the only one left. Listen, there were nine pegs for these figures. Wow. And, and I heard they got stocked yesterday. And this was the only one left.
5: Yeah, my Facebook friends have been saying that's where they find them is at Target. And, uh, the a friend of mine picked up Captain America. there's a captain America one
1: yeah i I want it bad, <laughs> obviously, I'm a Captain America fan, so <laughs> all point. right well,
5: on Saturday when we went to do our breaks, uh we went to Ollie's, and Ollie's is a great place to have they get graphic novels um and cheap
4: and so yes, like it
5: is I found this, which takes place before the two thousand fourteen like movie shop. yes. And uh, it's actually I like the artwork, and uh, it goes into a little bit more detail on uh, the the bombing of uh, Japan and and how these creatures came to be. And uh, yeah, has- I'm a Godzilla fan, so I had to pick it up. You know
1: Can what's you funny show there, that Brian? one? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me bring him featured. up.
5: Uh- it is called Godzilla Awakening. Nice.
1: Ooh, okay. All right. I
5: mean, it's actually by Legendary. That's who put it out,
1: and and Ollie's has it for two ninety nine. Yeah, because I picked it up myself for the uh, plane flight that I'm taking tomorrow night. So that's that's funny. You cool? Uh, the- you got something?
6: Yeah, I'm kind of like the weirdo of the group, I guess. But no. it's um. So I'm never I'm never gonna read the actual book like i'm just <laughs> like i've tried i've tried four times i can't read it. Isn't the actual don't know like that
5: like like that big? it's like 800
6: <laughs> it's like 800 pages and i just i can't get into it like i can read the first chapter and then i put it down because i just don't i just can't like i don't know why i love the show i love the show on cbs and i enjoyed the mini series and you know what, whatever it is, but I know I'm just never gonna, I'm never gonna read the book. So you found the graphic novel for me, so I'm gonna read the graphic novel. Nice,
1: excellent. excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. So before we get into WandaVision, anybody else have anything uh, they want to share as far as new titles, things they're reading this week?
4: I'm actually starting to read something important that figures into some of the folks that are gathered here. I got my uh, hardcover copy that I ordered to replace my long-lost softcover copy of Batman Digital Justice, which I'm brushing up on so that I can go do drunk comics <laughs> and do a read or retelling of that oh-so-late-90s computer-generated comic book. And If you've never seen it, it is absolutely wretchedly perfect and awful and great all at the same time. <laughs>
1: All right, so I'm going to go through a couple of comics before we uh, get started here. Uh, Dave Mattingly uh, is watching. He says, woohoo, and woo-hoo. it's been DL all along. You know, <laughs> speaking,
0: <laughs> speaking of which. It's been Kelly all along, too. Come on. Yes. Here's to that. Let's I'm see if empty. I can do this. Where's my commander boy? Okay. <laughs>
3: called it the the last episode that we did. So.
1: well, I, I think I think all of us pretty much thought that Agnes was Agatha Harkness. Yes, we all agreed. Um, yeah. um and and spoiler alert, uh, I should have put that up there uh, to begin with. Late. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Agnes was Agatha Harkness, which we predicted. And sadly, I think that's the only prediction we got right. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We got. Well, some you, you know what's
5: funny is that song went number one on iTunes. And did you know that's
1: actually Catherine Hahn singing that song? I thought it probably was. Yeah, sounds like Je- her. Je- Jeremiah Patton says "Ahoy," Clyde Hall says "Hello, everyone." Kelly, you're fabulous. Kelly plus WandaVision equals double the fab. Dave Mattingly says, nice brooch, Kelly. Thank you. Scott Hitchcock says, there's just one theory. I was sad that didn't come true. Uh, Two in all of the commercials, sadly, did not turn out to be Wanda's parents. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Let's see. Dave Mattingly says, you think John isn't already rocking that look? Talking about the Scarlet Witch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that or harley quinn you said you have that
1: i do oh, yeah. i do i do and uh dave says uh have a safe trip watch out for rodan that's funny that's funny <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is kind of free form i don't have an outline i don't have any uh specific plan we're just kind of uh gonna have a stream of consciousness conversation but uh when we last met, we had all of these predictions about what we thought was going to happen. Uh, we did all predict that uh, Agnes was going to be Agatha Harkness, and um, that's pretty much the only prediction that actually came true.
5: Yes, I, I still think some of those theories will come true in
1: later later films. Listen, listen, I've got a bone to pick with your guy, Mikey Sutton. Uh oh, nothing he predicted happened. He struck out big time. I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> I'm just happy to not be predicting anything. I've I've had so much fun watching all the various uh, <laughs> opinions and ideas and just going with the flow and enjoying it. Um, that article, uh, Johnny, that you shared with a bunch of folks where it's, uh, it's a brilliant satirical takedown mocking the entitled fandom that always wants their thing to be what gets into the script. Uh, that's something you, you probably should turn more people onto that if they haven't already seen it, but uh, I well, forgot you know, it's I, a collider, I, isn't it? Or, yeah, it was a collider. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: and you know, I posted that to some groups just saying, Hey, take a look at this article. It's pretty fun. A, a great perspective. And so many people like so many groups deleted it saying that it was too political what
4: wow is this really where we are i think too political is the new code word for oh my goodness it might spark controversial discussions about an academic topic and we just can't have that i don't know what these fools are going to do when they get into colleges (laughs) (laughs) they just won't go
6: that's all
1: well one of the theories that we shared and uh i think brian and i sh- felt shared this theory we we thought that this was uh gonna happen we were almost positive that the astrophysicist that um monica mentioned was going to be reed richards that was our first that was our first theory right and as we talked about it in the la- when we were last together there were some clues that it might be Hank McCoy the Beast. I mean, they were dropping easter eggs hard all throughout the last, you know, th- those issue those uh episodes and 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 since.
5: Yeah, the the other option was Adam Brashear, the the Blue Marvel. Yeah. Sometimes Did Rose a is just just a sled. Lucas
4: Did we, Would we you say Lucas at all? Did that did, did any astrophysicist occur? No, I don't no, know. no. Okay, so no it's still a loose end.
1: loose And we 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 all thought because if we were writing this, we would have had Michael Fassbender's Magneto show up yes. in the season finale in some form or fashion, right?
0: Yes, yes. Sorry, did it happen? Not, was that thirsty? Oh. Yes.
1: Nope. Nope. No Magneto. uh, We we, we all thought, or a lot of fans thought, okay, she's, especially after Agnes revealed herself as Agatha Agatha Harkness, and especially after she started wielding magic at that level, who thought Doctor Strange or Baron Mordo would have shown up? Who, who thought that I was, was looking for
0: Doctor Strange. Honestly, because what? there is the crossover, too, of the upcoming movie. Yes.
5: Well, yeah, here, here's Strange. the thing. uh Because of the pandemic, things were switched around. There was actually a Doctor Strange scene shot for this show because how Uh-oh. the original lineup was, this show was going to come out, and then like a month later, Doctor Strange 2 was going to come out. But because Ooh. things got pushed around, that scene got deleted.
1: Oh, man. Well, I hope that becomes available somewhere.
5: What they did was they added the Doctor Strange stuff to Spider-Man 3, which will then go into Doctor Strange.
1: Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Uh let's see. What what other fan theories did you guys uh look forward to happening that did not happen? Mephisto.
0: Thank you. I was about to say that.
1: I, I, think, I think he's still
5: there. I think it's still there because if you look at the backstory when they did the flashback of Agatha and um, how she she acted like she was scared, but she wasn't scared. Like, like it seems like there's, there's something else in the background. And then especially the thing that she told Wanda when she said, you don't know what you've done, what you've unleashed.
0: Well, and also... I was reading an article today that was quoting, um, was it Jack Schaefer, who is the writer-producer? And he was saying that a sequel is not out of the question. Not out of the question. Um, what was the quote? I'm sorry. I took notes. It's really sad. Um, <laughs> no, that's wonderful. <laughs> I do stuff like this. Um, I notes. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Is it beyond the realm of possibility when he was talking about a sequel in a second season? So, truthfully, we could see Mephisto in a second season. Please? Right? Please?
4: Okay. Sorry. I, I, Johnny, your question was uh, fan theories that didn't come, your favorite theories that didn't come true? That we haven't mentioned, yeah. Yeah. My favorite theory that didn't come true is my favorite theory because it didn't come true. And that is that there was any other actor that Paul Bettany was thrilled to work with that he hadn't gotten to work with (laughs) other than himself. I am so gloriously happy about that troll. Uh, And the fact that he just came out and said it so there wouldn't be any doubt about the fact that he was trolling. Um, That's my favorite theory that didn't come true, that it was no one else but him
0: what a glorious glorious little drop though i'm like oh my god i don't know if you're a genius or a jerk i had to edit myself there so yeah
5: okay can, can we talk about evan peters who i still think yes. is going to be Quicksilver in the mcu in the future because you don't go out and just hire evan peters to play
1: a nobody no. i i agree with that brian um oh, I think that was um, fan service. Then a total fan troll. That will be fan service again. Hmm. I I think I think uh, him being revealed as Ralph Boner. <laughs> it sounds like a fake name. Yeah. It. it um,
0: Actually, yeah, that's I, a. That's a callback to a sitcom. Um, I was watching something about that. Was it Silver Spoons, the best friend to the main His character name was Nolan. named? Yeah. Yes, thank you.
1: So that was a sitcom mm-hmm. reference. Hmm. Interesting. Well, he, you know, he, that that was Ralph that Agnes kept referencing all throughout the series. My husband, Ralph, who she keeps locked up in the attic. Or oh, it- that she pulled over from oh. another multiverse you know, no wonder knows? her husband Ralph was never in the mood.
2: <laughs> kind of creepy.
4: <laughs> well, you also have to play a little bit of what if with some of these uh, situations. Uh, there's, we, we clearly know that Wanda has no idea what her full breadth of power is, or at least not until the end, as she started to really study it. And uh, does Agnes even know? I mean the the person that she pulled out of magical ether, she could have accidentally yanked from another universe. I mean there's all kinds of possibilities that they can go back and add in detail to write back into however they want.
1: Absolutely. There there's a lot of room in in all of this for them to uh add context or even retcon with just a line or two of dialogue.
4: Has anyone and, um, noticed the official retirement of uh, Marvel characters is a solo cabin in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> hey, have you noticed this thread yes. of like, uh, Thanos and now Wanda and um, Bucky in the hut? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you have Wolverine in a cabin like always. Um, <laughs> there were several of them. We started listing well, even
5: uh, Edward Norton's Hulk at the end. He yeah, was like Hulk a Hulk. cabin yes. in the woods.
4: Yeah, it's like they all go build a cabin and just <laughs> go off to some place in a cabin. Well,
6: that's how you go off the grid, right?
4: Yeah, that's I guess like so. The, the trope. Well, it's, so, it's so. a hilarious trope, and I almost really want them to do it with somebody completely off the wall, like Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, what cabin look like?
1: Well, okay, so so for those of you who are hardcore MCU fans, hardcore Marvel comics fans, when that that drone shot started coming over the the ridge and across the lake who started having heart palpitations that that was Alkali Lake and that we were going to get oh, a, yeah. a, a Wolverine Easter egg <laughs> did I that occur to anybody it. no that- well, what, it, what no. occurred to me was
5: uh, no. the place where Wanda goes to in the comics I forgot <laughs> it starts with a W uh,
1: it's- yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that may be where it is. That may be uh, the base of Wonder Gore Mountain because in the comics, um, in in the uh, the series, the Avengers storyline written by David Michelini, illustrated by John Byrne, uh, the story arc was called The Knights of Wondegore. Um, Wanda and Pietro go back to where they were born, which was at the base of Wondegore Mountain, and Wanda opens the Darkhold and reads the Darkhold, and she is possessed by the demon Cthulhu, which is what that final scene was. So, Brian, you may be right; it may be at, at the base of Wondergora Mountain. Yeah. yeah, I've also
4: heard some talk that it was the crater uh, from uh, Sokovia that it became a lake, and that could be true. So and yeah, so forth, and a lot, a lot of a lot of questions about where it is. Or it's just a nondescript remote cabin and no one will ever do anything with it.
1: <laughs> which, which, from what we got in the series, is probably closer to the truth. Yes.
6: Um, I wasn't shushing anybody. I'm sorry. I have very loud children. That don't listen. That don't know how to be quiet.
2: <laughs> I feel your pain.
3: <laughs> Hence the reason why I'm muted.
1: willow yours isn't a child it's your husband
3: (laughs) same thing yeah Uh, i have no idea what he's watching on tv and then he also watches a game streamer so
1: well so so you see behind me the tv my son is playing a, a new pokemon game Oh, that's not what he's playing. But he's got he's got his own headphones on so he can play and not disturb us. Technology is miraculous. <laughs>
6: so now they just have to come up with a way to implant children with a mute button and we'll be all set. Because there's yeah. no headphone for that.
1: There you oh, wait. That's, that's When they become called...
0: teenagers, you're like, please talk, please talk, please talk, please talk.
1: <laughs> well, I'll take a few you- years. I'll tell you what the cure for that is, Nicole. You Alcohol. gotta get you gotta get yourself a big, fat Bible. Oh, I was way off. That that has none. none it's got to be thick so there are no words missing. What? And then you just beat the love of God into them.
3: <laughs> Wait, doesn't work the same way as a phone book and doesn't leave bruises. <laughs>
4: It's more fun, though, to, to, like, find a set of encyclopedias. You've got a full magazine of shots in that case.
2: Now, do we need a disclaimer that we're not actually advocating for beating
0: children? (laughs) I was just mistaken. You should not beat your children with a Bible. Wait a minute. (laughs) It depends. (laughs) I've met some children. I think we should, like.
6: Never mind. (laughs) Oh, I've met a lot of kids that need Jesus. Oh, boy. There's a big
4: special back issue for you. (laughs)
6: Which Uh, back
4: issue is the best for slapping around an unruly team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The thicker the better. Yes. I say that from experience.
1: (laughs) Kelly's first review, uh, Hawkeye Private Eye, it was 288 pages.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that that was was a
1: big one. Yeah, that sucker. That would brain a kid real easily. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> and not to like completely do an advertisement, but it's pretty inexpensive for how much story, how many pages you get for that.
0: So so once you read it, if you want to brain your child with it, no no financial loss there. Exactly. <laughs> you
1: can just replace it. All and right. you're going to
0: want to it because it's a good
1: book. <laughs> I, I will <laughs> I give. I will give the official disclaimer that uh, the views and opinions expressed by the hosts about beating their children with comics and Bibles do not necessarily (laughs) reflect the views of our other hosts, our viewers, or any potential sponsors. But Uh, they could. We'll we'll still get canceled. Anyway. um, So, so they, they. They did something on this show that took me completely by surprise. And I am talking about this. Uh, White Vision? Yes. Now, I am a huge, I'm a huge fan of the Avengers. Uh, I tell people all the time that Star Wars movies and Avengers comic books made me who I am today. And the West Coast Avengers story vision quest that introduced us to the white vision in the comics is universally either loved or hated. Uh, Fans are completely split by it. And when, when we were under the assumption that the vision in Wanda's hex was the body that she stole, because of that, I didn't see white vision coming at all. And when it happened, I immediately messaged Brian and all I said was, Holy crap. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. Brian, did you see that coming at all? Well,
5: I, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, if they're doing, you know, these three stories all rolled into one, uh, spectral vision was gonna. I. I don't know. I thought they were gonna do it, but not the way that they did it.
6: Okay, but so take it from a. I'm not, I knew nothing of white vision. Like I know nothing. Uh-huh. So the only thing he did, and he told me nothing, which is odd because usually he likes to, <laughs> you know, May explain his, comics to you. He likes to revel in his trivial knowledge. Let me um, flex my knowledge. <laughs> but um, I knew nothing about it. And then I just kind of like, I, I felt like there should have been something more climactic. Like I, like he just looked at him and then he was gone. And I was like, well, okay. What well, was everybody so excited about? Because <laughs> I've never read the, I've never read it, so I don't know anything about it. I was like, well, I was expecting something to be like You know, something more than, ooh, then done. And now the dog won't shut up. I don't, this is life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Live theater, everybody. Um, Now, Clyde Hall just said, I really wanted the aerospace engineer to be Monica's childhood scroll friend, playing Hayward and moving sword assets into place for Monica. There was a lot of fan theories that Hayward was... Uh, a scroll or a Cree sleeper and there were a lot of people who were looking forward to Monica's uh childhood scroll friend showing up um but none of that happened either and yeah. it, it, I heard a lot of people say that
5: Hayward uh that Hayward could have been Ultron. Yep I
1: saw that there, one. there was mm-hmm. a theory wow. about that Yeah,
4: And I forgot logistically uh did they restore the the vision scraps to create white visioners. White vision, yes, the new creation.
1: No, they, they dismantled him, figured out what made him tick, reassembled him, and used Wanda's hex magic, right, to reanimate him.
5: Yeah, uh, with well,
1: new programming.
5: I and the scene where Wanda goes and where we thought she stole the body. Mm-hmm. Um, they if. If you look at the breakdown, and a lot of YouTubers and critics, uh, like reviewers broke that scene down, that the body was already built, and they just took it apart for show because Hayward wanted to see what she could do because, like, they had these saws and stuff, and they were, like, saw – like, he's vibranium. And, well, in the comics, Antimanum is the strongest uh, metal – ever but vibranium and mcu is the strongest so like they were just slop you know sloppy with you know the way they were sawing. if you look so that was all like head games because if you look at hayward's expression like as he's standing behind wanda and then she breaks the glass and goes down like so i think what they did was they already had the body built and they just kind of just took them apart just to see if she could
1: Bring him back. Hmm. Hmm. That that's an interesting uh, theory. I I'll have to go back and watch that scene and, and see if I agree. Yeah, watch his facial expressions.
6: And more what? and more understanding that it's just the guy with absolutely no human power or superhuman powers that's just a douchebag. Yes,
4: yeah. which so I kind of like that. Awesome. I'm cool with the government goon that's just doing mm-hmm. his thing. And it, it, it doesn't really have some other layer. Like, there can always just be that government dude that's a little bit of a pain. Uh, you know, it, you, you kind of get... I guess if you're a big enough X-Files fan, you're more comfortable with that than the yeah. average. Like, everybody's got to be a secret somebody uh, that, you, that you see come from the fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that we don't rely on that as much... or We shouldn't rely on that as much with Marvel. Now, if you're watching a CW show... Google every name that comes up because they're probably somebody. But uh, I don't think they load that up as much in Marvel as the fans presume.
5: Yeah, and, and I know Thunderbolt Ross is, is a good guy and he's a jerk too, but you think <laughs> he would have approved of what Hayward was doing? No. Like, no, 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 that's too far. Right. No. Well, oh, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead, Kelly. I was just
4: going
5: to
1: ask,
2: did the show ever explain where she got the deed from to the property?
1: Vision bought Vision it. Got it. He bought it for yeah.
2: her. Well, he bought it for her, but did but when did she when did he give it to her?
5: We
1: don't know that. They they didn't during show that.
5: Infinity War probably when they were like weren't they like in England or whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. yeah oh, He probably okay. bought it like sometime between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, because okay, the they, they,
6: they were together in the in the apartment where he was talking about like their forever, right? Oh. And then so I I just assumed that out of normal, like if you cohabitate with someone you acquire right. their things and he had probably had it like put away somewhere.
1: Well, but that's not exactly what that scene was, uh Kelly or Nicole, I'm sorry. Um they, they between Civil War and Infinity War, there was a 3-year period and Wanda, Vision, well, Wanda, Cap, uh Natasha and the Falcon and Winter Soldier were in hiding. They they were they were Fugitives, Vision was not a fugitive. He had signed the Sokovian Accords, and technically, he should have been arresting Wanda, but he was camping out with her. And um, so, so that scene in an apartment wasn't them living together; it was them having a rendezvous in secret.
4: Yeah, that makes sense.
6: See, yeah, but you know.
4: So like, now, uh, did,
6: you still acquire people's stuff.
4: What do we think about where White Vision went off to after the uh, the fabulous <sighs> computer software logic showdown that that would be <laughs> fight turned into? Which I've I've seen people complain that they didn't get the throwdown that they had in mind. Like it was it was a pretty good throwdown, but I yeah. I love that it boiled down to computer outsmarting computer but then the 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 new woke if you will uh vision where did he sail off to that's a great question
1: um that's a great question Lucas because I thought at at the very least fake vision would have said oh hey by the way I freed the real vision's memories and you should go to him right that never happened that we're aware of, right? Wanda doesn't know that he's been restored; his memories have been restored. So, where did he go? Did he go to? Well, where could he go? Avengers Compound was destroyed. I, you know, just who knows? We don't know. It was a- maybe, maybe, uh,
5: the the feelings were overwhelming for him because he says, "I am Vision," and then he flew away. So I'm thinking maybe it was just overwhelming for him, and he went somewhere
1: to 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 collect himself. Well, absolutely, but where? Where does he go? Does he go maybe. to Wakanda? Does he go to the sewers with
4: the Ninja Turtles? What happened? <laughs>
3: I'm voting he's in Wakanda space with the with the new shield.
4: Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that that thought crossed my mind. We went straight to Nick Fury for a download. Okay, all right, help me make sense. Well, well, do, but how do, does- you, do you
5: think that they're gonna do a, like a West Coast Avengers? But since they're doing Young Avengers, Avengers, uh, that they'll kind of mix the two, and White Vision will be part of that Young Avengers team.
1: Well, it, it's possible he could be he could be like the uh, mentor of the group. Uh, I don't know that they'll do that though. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if White Vision shows up in Falcon and Winter Soldier.
4: That could be a thing, yeah.
1: Because the the whole premise in the trailers of Falcon and Winter Soldier is that, you know, the Avengers are disbanded. You know, there are no heroes. They need to reassemble. And we know that Don is going to be returning as War Machine in that series. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if at the end of that series we see a new team
4: of avengers assemble i could i could get down with that i like but that. i'm
1: not predicting anything at this point
4: <laughs> <laughs> i just want full on acknowledgement of uh, of the falcon captain america that's i i, I want to not dance around i want somewhere in this series i want the red white and blue suit with the shield and the wings done yes I've wanted you're, it since he showed up.
1: You're you're gonna get it. By by the end of that series, you'll get it. But they're they're gonna go through some heartache. But are they gonna um, give Sam the uh serum like they did in the comics? They didn't give him the serum. I thought there was a run that they gave,
5: like he wasn't as strong as Steve Rogers, well, but
1: that, that he's always had uh slightly enhanced human strength because he's actually a mutant. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, because uh, in the comics, Falcon can talk to aviary. He has a a telepathic link with birds. And um, yeah, so.
3: Now, is that a latent uh, mutant ability that he developed over time? Or is that something he's always had?
1: Well, they introduced it like within the last 10 years. So they kind of said it. Oh, hey, by the way, Sam has this ability now and it's is that kind of think. a push to give all
6: of them some sort of superhuman something. I just I just wonder because like we had this whole discussion in the car about that like how I love Anthony Mackie and I always loved Falcon just a little bit more because he wasn't superhuman. Like I I tend to just like the
1: non-superhuman superheroes. Well, n- neither neither is uh Hawkeye that's either, why I like Hawkeye too. Either either iteration. <laughs> Kate
4: Bishop has no superhuman powers. Um so was was uh comic book Falcon then using those powers to relate to Red Wing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And haven't we kind of sidestepped that in the MCU since Red yes. Wing's tech?
1: Yes. Well yeah. n- well no, kind kind of not really, because they they've used Red Wing in a tech form that's connected to his goggles in the comics. Sam can use birds and psychically connect with birds to surveil his surroundings use them as surveillance to spy um, you know see things you know at far
4: distances so so he's Brandon <laughs> He's brand. you see he just needs a wheelchair and some white eyes and he'll just use all the crows) <laughs> <laughs>
5: Johnny I'm just trying to figure out how he's gonna catch the shield because any normal person that throws the shield and it comes back, their arm's gonna break in a million pieces. Well, based on it being vibranium. I mean, that's why Cap he can catch it because he's superhuman.
4: Yeah. Maybe unless they use
5: some kind of Tony Stark tech or whatever, like. Well, Nano manics. Maybe well, the suit
4: well, will compensate
5: somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His suit is is vibranium alloy. It's designed by Shuri in Wakanda. That, I mean, that's the comics explanation. Is T'Challa gave him the wings and and his his armor. So there you go. But we're not talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. We're still talking about Vision. Um. Let's talk about Monica Rambo for a minute. Yes. So when she steps in front of Tommy and Billy and, and the bullets pass through her, but slow down, did it strike anybody else that she did not act surprised?
0: Honestly, I kind of thought that she did not realize she was doing that, that it was subconscious, that she just basically went into that mode
4: yeah, that 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 checks out. I feel like she had a, a certain level of just confidence that it that it was gonna something was gonna work, almost instinct. So that that kind of lines up. Yeah. I still think you had I her power the you turning there.
6: I kind of feel like I kind of feel like he is right. I hate to say that. Um, that I really think that it wasn't just the hex that changed her molecular makeup, but also that there was already something she was prone to some other ability that she got from being in space or from the blip or whatever the heck it was. Like, I just feel like there was something that happened during that time where she kind of already knew.
5: And who knows what, what like based on being around Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, like what? What is she radiating off of her body?
1: Well, we'll find out in Captain Marvel two, because uh, that that I think is going to be a ama- and we might even find out in Miss Marvel. Uh, I don't know if they have plans for Monica Rambeau to appear in Miss Marvel, but definitely her story has not ended, uh, as we see from the first post credit scene in the finale. Um, the uh, Skrull agent uh, references Nick Fury your friend up there um, who has apparently been completely aware of everything that Hayward was doing.
4: Maybe. 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 He's just just kicked back in his fake beach, having a Mai Tai watching things go down. You know, (laughs) you don't, you don't think Nick
1: Fury knows everything. I don't know. No. Maybe.
3: Maybe. Oh,
2: absolutely! No.
6: Yeah. He has shield
2: agents everywhere. He at least <laughs> wants people to think he knows everything.
4: Thank mm. you. <laughs> yeah, that works.
2: He knows a lot of things, though. He knows a lot more than. I
4: mean, we well, could find out any number of uh, people involved in the storyline have been scroll plants that he's used for intel.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's definitely uh, what's going on, and I I know that uh, Monica's story will carry her through Secret Invasion, which is going to be a, another series on um, on Disney And Scott Hitchcock asks, could it be Captain Marvel who's up there? I don't think so. I think they're talking about Nick Fury. Do you guys agree? I thought
3: S.H.I.E.L.D. has a new new base and we're going to see it in the upcoming movie or whatever uh, iteration they decide to do for the next lineup.
5: Well, the next time we see her is in uh, Thor Love and Thunder because they did announce that she's uh, she filmed a part for that, which that's filming now. And that comes out next summer, I think.
4: The next time we see who,
1: Monica. Captain Marvel. Oh,
5: okay. Brie yeah. Larson, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Brie Larson was in Australia filming a scene for the new Thor movie.
1: Huh, that's interesting. That movie is becoming very crowded to me.
5: Is it? Well, if you think each CLP? film, though, they they branch branch things off to the MCU. So
1: yeah, no, I I get it. But you got uh, Thor, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Jane Foster, a um, couple of other characters who have been announced to be appearing in that movie. So Valkyrie and I, I don't know. It just seems very crowded right now to me. We'll see. Well, the Guardians will be done in the ha-
5: first half of the movie. I think they'll go their separate ways.
1: Well, we'll we'll see. So so we've got we've got these two. Stream's already breaking off with Wanda. Her path is going to go through Spider-Man 3 and end in Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse of Madness. Then you've got Monica Rambeau, who is going into Captain Marvel 2, Secret Invasion. And it wouldn't surprise me if she plays a role in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Mm. Um. That would be a good use for her in the quantum realm, but we'll see. And then the other two characters who have unlimited potential at this point is Jimmy Woo, Jimmy Woo, and Darcy. Yes, yes. Who wants to see an X Files style show with Jimmy Woo and Darcy?
3: Me. Okay, I must be in the opposite direction here. I like. I want something new. I don't want to see an X Files like show. I want something new with these characters. I want to see what they what they can provide us as far as entertainment goes. But yeah, okay, show, throw in some like some specters. Throw in some like the it, the Marvel monster stuff. But you know what? Let let's actually turn it into something more thrilling rather well, than the X Files.
1: Well, there's, there's Atlas. Yeah, Agents of Atlas, I was just going to say, there's a huge depth for um, them to play with. Uh, and look, um, Monica Rambeau was... Um, she? Oh, she wasn't uh, Agents of Atlas. She was Agent of Hate. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to get into that. But um, Agents of Atlas, Jimmy Woo led that team and still leads that team in the uh, comics. And in the comics... Shang Chi is a member of Agents of Atlas right now, which is one of the next big Marvel movies coming out. So there's all these potential connections.
4: Well, and what characters do we uh, do we know of that stand to make an appearance in the Loki series? I mean, that seems like a place where Wu could show up.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably.
4: It's not like he's one of their most expensive actors, but his value is shooting up through the roof at this point.
5: What what about Agatha?
4: Her status is a little... eh, I'm not sure what I think her status is. She's either fried into thinking that she's just a regular busybody, but the rest of the town is de-hexed. There's an ambiguity there on how (laughs) she leaves the series.
0: But the hex is breaking down, so I would venture to say somebody that has magical abilities at the level of Ab- that Agatha does should be able to break through that.
4: It almost no. felt like she was being stashed. Like uh, uh, my son and I were talking about, like we almost expected to see her trapped in a little hex bubble by herself somewhere uh, in some scene, uh, or something, some kind of nod that she's in stasis of some sort. Cause it really sounded like that was the plan. Like I'm going to well, zap you and keep you here for safekeeping.
1: Well, and I think that the, the inference there is that she is cast. She is stuck as that personality in that town in reality without the hex. The, the, cause she was, she was placed in that position she was transformed and locked into that position while the hex was still up mm-hmm. and while the runes were in place around the hex. So the spell was locked in and she remains within the spell outside of the hex until Wanda decides differently. Yeah, and okay, we'll definitely I'll- see
5: her again because if you... Uh, I mean, they wouldn't do a throwaway line like... Uh, what not wanted to tell her. She's like, until I need you or whatever, you're stuck like this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll see you. And then Agatha, which I took away, she goes, unless I see you first. Well, My in the original,
0: to in the comic away. books, Agatha was, she was killed and resurrected, but one of the killings was in association with her interaction with wanda's children if i remember correct and the final scene that closing credit scene was wanda's children crying out for help so i can't help but think that there could be some tie-in to agatha there Hmm.
1: there could be and agatha was her mentor in in the comics yes so
4: yeah that remains to be seen well, she may not need a mentor after out-of-body night-schooling her way through the uh, Darkhold.
0: And
1: well, Agatha. So that that brings up a whole nother thing about the dark hold. The last time we saw the dark Darkhold, and there's debate among fandom about whether or not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really counts or not. Mm. Um, I have my own theory about that. I think that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. timeline deviated and then came back in their their final season. But um, season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., before they deviated from the timeline, the Darkhold was present and was a huge uh, story element Mm -hmm. with with the uh, framework and in particular with Ghost Rider. And in Doctor Strange, there was a book missing from the Ancient Ones library, and so, my personal fan theory is that, uh, you know, the dark hold was stolen uh, from someone somewhere, passed through uh, the hands of uh, Ghost Rider and uh, Aida in the framework, and then came into uh, Agatha's possession.
5: It was also that, in the
1: Runaways. The oh, one that's girl, right, that's right.
5: The one girl's mom's a witch. Yeah, that's right. Oh. I
1: forgot about that. Huh.
5: Nico.
4: Yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: And and yeah, but they didn't explain how she got the dark hold. So there's all of these loose threads that either they're going to ignore and and or they're going to tie up.
4: Wouldn't it be interesting if these dark holds are all independent dark holds from different multiverses?
1: That would be very
5: interesting and very likely. Yeah, that see that was gonna be my thing when I was when she heard the voices of the twins. Maybe that was the twins in another uh in a, in the multiverse somewhere.
4: I agree with that. Where I they can actually exactly. be real, right?
1: Because in again, in the source material in the comics, Billy and Tommy are real. They they they, they start off as the shards of Mephisto's soul. Mm -hmm. Um, they get absorbed into the demon master pandemonium and vanish. And then after, after heroes reborn and the MCU is rebooted, Tommy and Billy are teenagers and show up again and they're real flesh and blood.
4: Yeah.
1: Kelly, you need to do, uh, the young Avengers children's crusade or just the young Avengers review and talk about that.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, the original Young You're talking about the original run of Young mm-hmm. Avengers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good.
1: Yeah, by Heinberg and Chung. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I I don't have a physical copy yet, but I'll get it. Cause I used to have a Marvel Unlimited subscription, so that's where I did, read a lot of my Marvel books. So I have to get some physical copies.
5: Is that the run where um is it Billy or Tommy that's involved with Hawkling?
1: Uh it's billy yeah billy Wiccan.
5: yeah Yep. i know Is that there, was like a, that was a big uh nicole's looking at me she did, that was a big cuz uh like a gay storyline like they and it was like it made headline news and stuff it was not just well, yeah world. it was
6: relatively recent too right
1: well in in the recent story empire uh they got married and now they're ruling uh-huh. the Cree scroll uh empire together Uh, And they're also uh, heading up a new Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. So good for them. (laughs) A lot of of complicated pieces moving. Yes. All right, guys. What what else uh, do you take away? Were you guys heartbroken by the ending? Did you, was it satisfying for you? How did you ultimately feel about the uh, finale that we got?
6: So as the resident, not, so read-worthy nerd. Um, (laughs) In the general essence of what I expect from the MCU, I kind of expected there to be more fanfare or more climax. But as I started to step back from it and like after initially watching it and thinking about it, I was like, you know, this was the story that they had to tell for us to get the Scarlet Witch, you know, to get her to where she is learning and cultivating Mm -hmm. and, and doing what she's doing. So it was kind of like an origin story in the essence that it kind of led us to where she needed to be, not to, to put a nice little bow on things. You know, like, I think sometimes we have that big, that big fight and then we get some sort of, you know, payoff right away. I feel like we're going to get it later and i really like the fact that they um kind of talked so much about grief and they talked so much about um like that that mental health issue that like she she knows she did it but she doesn't know how and that it's all tied to her emotions like i really kind of like that service to mental health that they kind of shot us to that's just me being over analytical and not so readworthy nerdy,
4: but well, I definitely <laughs> think they killed it. Uh, you know, it, it they didn't need to do all the stuff, all the theories. Um, overall, it still stands for me likely to be one of the most unique and creative mm-hmm. series I've ever seen. the 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 constant loops of meta and self referential and fourth wall and all this stuff on top of it being just an American television commentary uh, piece of media. I mean, I kind of almost expect this show to be required viewing and discussion in media classes and filmmaking schools. Just when it's all said and told, uh, it, it's, it's more than just a comic book thing. It's, it's a piece of, of referential art on our medium and our culture.
6: And it also, I think, should be um, studied in film classes when they talk about chemistry within your, within your, you know, within the people that you're working with, too, because Elizabeth Olson and Paul Bettany, Bettany I, I just blew it up. Like, there was that, I don't know, there's just so much, like, like, I would buy the fact that they could literally be together. Like they they could be married in that wonderful little
1: world. Yeah. You know. Like yeah, I'm that was spectacular. It. DL. Up oh, DL, you're muted. Hold on. Your mic is muted. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> I'm trying to unmute it and it won't let me because it says you, you can't unmute your guest. Their mic isn't connected. <laughs> That's interesting. It was Agatha all along. Oh,
5: maybe, maybe, now, maybe she
1: should just drop out. And Sorry drop <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to drop you out and bring you back in. We'll see if that fixes it. Um, so... Uh, Willow and Kelly, I saw your um, the the wheels turning when when I asked about the uh, you know whether you you felt satisfied or disappointed by the uh, conclusion.
2: Yes, yes. Um, okay, so I'm going to say theory, Coming up with theories and engaging with the fan community has been the most fun I've had watching a show in years i don't even care that my theories didn't come true i don't care i had so much <laughs> fun this has been that part of it was really great and then when you get to the actual show this show it was a masterpiece like it really was it was like luca said the um just the love letter to american television But then it worked with the tie ins to the MCU, but also you didn't have to watch the MCU to enjoy this show, I think. And it was one of the more realistic, um, just one of the more realistic treatments of grief and entertainment that I've ever seen, which is just. It was incredible. Elizabeth Olsen really portrayed the grief well, had one of the most quotable lines about how grief is just love persevering, which is poetry. Just, mm-hmm. oh, yes. just kiss. <laughs> um, so the the ending, like I was heartbroken that Pietro didn't come back to us, but that's the story that needed to be told. It was a story about a woman dealing with her grief and she couldn't get her loved ones back. And even Vision flying off, he needed to do that. Like if she had Vision back alive at the end of that, it would have kind of cheapened the story they were telling. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think it was perfect. I think it was perfect just as it was, but I had fun. I sure had fun coming up with crazy theories.
1: DL, are you... Are you cataconic all of a sudden? And <laughs> she's like, frozen. Frozen. Now your video is frozen. We got your audio back, oh. but your video is frozen. She looks very sad. Oh, you know? can, oh my. Can I
5: just say what Kelly was saying about, the like, the fan interaction with theories? Yeah, I didn't care if they came true or not. But can we all agree that everyone was not arguing? Like, everyone was, like... We we weren't fighting. We didn't, you know. We weren't talking about an election. We weren't talking about racism. We were we were all talking about one common thing, and that was, and it brought us together. And I thought that was awesome.
6: It was yeah. just the joy of, of being able to interact about something that was so powerful for us. Like, you know, I I I want to mention that what Kelly said about the 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 um the quote is that um i apparently i will apparently i only cry for certain things but like that <laughs> entire episode when he said that i just i i really did i cried and i kind of i sort of almost ugly cried because it's very true like it was a perfect depiction of grief it was a perfect depiction of how women can only accept and move forward with the loss that we sometimes feel when we lose our children or when we lose our loved ones. Like, where do you go? But hopefully up like, and I hope that's where she's going is that, you know, she's going to revel in that power and become the amazing character that she is.
4: Well, I think it really, um, it serves some underserved characters and storylines to cap it like people view this as a kickoff of the next uh phase or whatever but i also view it as like a putting the top back on the bottle after we've done this whole infinity arc right like there was this loose end there was this unresolved situation where you could have capped these stories off a little more with characters that could also develop them further and she was one of the most underplayed. Everybody gets their big surge to some extent out of that whole crew, except she's left standing next to a, a lake with you know a dead partner and talking about it with the next most depressed Marvel character that we can find in the crowd. And giving her this opportunity to escalate to the Scarlet Witch is a great cap, I think, to her arc thus far.
1: D.L. Memphis is back. I think.
4: Yes. We hear and see you.
0: Wonderful.
1: Where where was Cabana Boy then?
0: He was upstairs working on something. Evidently, I need to hire a new Cabana Boy.
1: So so what? <laughs> so we've been chatting behind the scenes, and what happened was the plug on her computer came out, and the whole thing shut down. The battery died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
0: everything died. It was
1: DL all along. It was. The
0: more the black spreads down my hands, the more that it's like, you know, evil taking over.
1: So we're gonna blame it on that. <laughs> and and just before we lost you, DL, you started to share something that seemed significant. About, I'm sure
0: it was.
1: Because <laughs> I, I asked the question. Were you satisfied or disappointed with the, the finale? You
0: know, honestly, um, I am not, like Nicole, I am not a true reader and follower of Marvel. And I hate to say that. Um, I do love the comics. I do love the Marvel universe and the cinematic universe. And, um, I was real I was really expecting something more along the lines of House of M. Um I was expecting something a lot darker and um I'm kind of glad I was emotionally invested in the in this series. At the end of it, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I'm not crying, I'm crying, I'm not crying. But I mean it was I was really I, I was really broken up. I also cried at Lilo and Stitch, so there's that. I'm just fair warning. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I was very emotionally invested in this show. And one of the things that I really liked about it, because I was expecting the whole House of M, that very, very dark, um, no more mutants, the whole, you know, the, the, the death of her children, all of that. And we left with hope. I mean, first of all, she got herself out of the situation. She wasn't reliant on... Uh, Dr. Strange or Professor X to come in and save her. So we saw a development of strength that wasn't necessarily strength with her being crazy. Cause I mean, she is depicted as being one of the most unstable mutants ever, Mm -hmm. but um, white, white vision, when he left that last statement of I am vision and he flies away and now he is out in the real world. There was an element of hope that I saw on the end of that that I really liked that I wasn't expecting. So, And then when you hear her children, um, it even makes you a bit more hopeful. I know it was a distress call, but it's still a bit more hopeful. So I was kind of hoping, I was foreseeing something very dark and very sinister at the end, but it really just seemed a lot more hopeful. And mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Well, I think that final scene with her, duplicate her 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 you know whatever her doppelganger reading the dark hold is a bad sign.
0: Yes, because that does uh mm-hmm. if I remember correct people who have read the dark hold either venture into madness or corruption. Is that yeah.
4: correct? They're they're possessed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or will it be a, a weird power swerve where she gets enough knowledge to go through the journey and become a master of everything
0: yes well you know and honesty, <laughs> i always thought and, and correct me if i'm wrong i always thought that scarlet witch was more of her name and a moniker not a classification of her skill set
1: you're you're correct
0: so with them actually giving her a classification and saying that there is an entire chapter that's devoted to her and that she is going to be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Does that not indicate that she has the abilities to be more powerful than Doctor Strange and so therefore be able to manage the corruption and, the, and, and what comes alongside reading that?
6: Well, I don't
5: think she's going to be more powerful than Doctor Strange in the MCU, because a lot of people I know they say, well, this happened in the comics. Well, the comics are the comics, the movies are the movies. That's how it's going to be. Doctor Strange is really just a normal person. I mean, for the things that he learned, if you've seen his movie, uh, he was just a regular surgeon and he learns the art of magic. Like there was that scene from the end of WandaVision, that uh was pretty much the same scene that Doctor Strange when he was sleeping, and you see him at the foot of the bed re- right, reading, reading all that. the books. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the so I'm just point. wondering how she figured out how to do that so fast.
6: But if but- you but if you think about magic like in general, like when you're talking about magic, and I don't know how it appeals to um, the MCU, but in the just the essence of magic like magic is neither good nor evil it's the doer that possesses the ability to make it that way it's the intention that they come with so when agatha what i got stuck on was when agatha says you are the scar scarlet witch there is more power in in you you can you know you have all of this that the the power resides in her and it's what she puts out there then with the magic. Like that's just like the overall understanding of magic that I have. Like and like ending with a K, not a C, but oh, um, you're that right. understanding that it's not it's not the magic that's that's good or bad. It's the doer of the magic. So maybe having come through this this part of her journey that she is more enlightened and more hopeful.
0: Well, and the the WandaVision actually goes back and touches on uh, Agatha's history, which is she is, say, uh, she is at the Salem Witch Trials. And I think I saw somewhere that they were referencing that she might have even come from um, a Wiccan background. So if you start dealing with um, magic in that aspect, you're correct. Magic is neither black nor white. It's gray. And it is the... It's based on the doer and it's the practitioner and that can change from moment to moment, second to second with the intentions, because just because I do something that is good in the light, doesn't mean that I'm not going to get angry in the next five minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Willow, you, you had something to add to that.
3: <laughs> so can I, the whole, the whole series as a whole was, Beautifully done. Um, the The only issue, like Wanda and Vision, the relationship, it it just I did not like it in in the reading it in the comic books or watching it on um, on the cartoons. I was never a huge fan of them as part of uh, the the Avengers, and I. I love the fact that they managed to bring these two, these two characters and basically humanize them both in a very special way. Um, dealing with mental illness in the MCU is, is being beautifully done. And uh, it's definitely something that we all have to talk to, uh, talk about because being nerds, we all, hey, we all have our own mental instabilities um, at least I do anyway. I don't know about the rest of you.
4: <laughs> I, I have no idea normal. what you're talking about. Too. We're all fine. We're but, Nothing to see here.
2: But We've got two of us on here who identify with the villain in the piece. I think.
0: I know. At least one of us gravitates to Crazy Witch a lot. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <Just kidding>. Exactly. <laughs>
3: But seeing it, seeing these two characters, uh, actually, you know, uh, dealing with, you know, grief and stress and, uh, loss is, is empowering to, to us.
0: It's and also a very I, timely message in, uh, I don't know anybody who has dealt with loss over the last year. I know personally I have, and you know, his statement, um, Kelly, you remember it better than I do. Um,
2: Uh, grief is love persevering.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, it really touched my heart because I mean, there, I mean, it it was a very, very timely message. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
3: (laughs) Oh no, no. By all means. Like you guys uh, all have your, uh, have all like masterfully described how you feel about the uh, this show (laughs) and my takeaway is just like like it completely changed my mind about the characters because it wasn't something that was dealt with in the 90s uh as i was growing up and it's like yeah they kind of they kind of did like the loss the grief but in a comical way so it didn't
1: click. <laughs> so that that's an interesting point, Willow. So um, as as a, an Avengers comics fan from almost birth, um, you know, I was reading the stories about Vision and Scarlet Witch and their relationship and their romance in the 70s. And they are one of the most beloved couples of Marvel comics. And... You know, uh basically John Byrne in the Vision Quest storyline split them apart and then Brian Michael Bendis shattered any relationship that they had and it's never been restored and for people who you know kind of grew up reading that era in the 90s and 2000s I can see your point that you know their relationship never really worked after no. that. But but in the original you know source material in the 70s i mean vision and scarlet witch were they they were they were more beloved as a couple than um reed richards and sue storm and they were the face of marvel comics for a long time in the 70s that's interesting though interesting perspective
3: so, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just couldn't connect with uh, either character. Uh, uh, but now, just seeing them interact in a whole different way and like actually tug at the heartstrings.
1: <laughs> one, one totally of the most, different. One of the most heartbreaking things about this series for me has been um, the mixed reaction from people watching it for the first three episodes. Oh. Uh, this, mm. this morning. A friend of mine posted he had just started watching WandaVision and I he didn't like it he didn't get it I said just hang on till episode 4. And so he posted this morning John was right. Episode 4 was good. My recommendation is what he put skip episodes 1 and 1 through 3 and pick up with episode 4. And yeah. And I'm like, you are skipping over all of this wonderful context and texture and this homage to American uh, television and, you know, seeing um, the, the, the work that Dick Van Dyke was a consultant. He was on set working with them and, um, you know, just all of that in and of itself was beautiful. But then we get to episode eight and now we learn why she has cast her reality the way she has because it's the only way she can, can maintain a connection to the memory of her parents.
4: You know, I don't have any patience for this thing going on <laughs> in our culture where people can't just give something. The the damn things are 28, 37, 42 minutes long. It, it's not a huge slice of people's life to give some patience to four episodes. It, it's it's astonishing to me that we're alive to see this complete breakdown of understanding story narratives and being. It, it, I'm I'm thinking back to my D Space Nine fandom, going if I can suffer through the two slow seasons of that show, you can. Walk the episodes and it's <laughs> Thank you, Lucas.
2: <laughs> okay,
4: I, but so on the side. And, and, and there's I, so I, much
2: good TV out there that if something doesn't click, I get why people it's
4: are. So quick. To go weird on. though. Like, but where did these people the thing, come from? But the
2: can constant
3: whining on the internet.
2: No, I, I don't. Whine. I, I, like, no, sorry. You know, it's not gonna apply. Click. Just, just move on. If not like it, that doesn't mean that everyone else is wrong. Sorry, Kelly. Maybe,
6: maybe you can, maybe you can uh, agree with me on this one. But I stuck through fifteen years of Supernatural, and that includes <laughs> the Viethens. That oh my includes the oh I mean, Come on, like I've if, if so I can many. move on from that and enjoy the fact that it ended the way it ended, and I got to see them for fifteen years, like I grew up with them, basically then you know what? People just need to have a little bit of patience and a little bit of understanding about how a story is told.
1: Well, and and it wasn't just that. It was a masterful homage. Exactly. To American television history. You are not a
6: TV fan if you did not enjoy the first three episodes. I mean...
2: Oh, and I love the first three episodes. Like, I thought they
5: were amazing. We're in a a, a me, 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 you know, now, now, now generation. Yeah. I feel sorry for, like, if films like The Godfather or Apocalypse Now like were coming out just now, I think it would have the same reaction. Because, like, people don't like the slow burn, and I think the slow burn uh, stuff is better than, like, the instant gratification.
6: I love the stuff that makes you think. Oh, I agree. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. Just saying, saying I'm just like
2: the little the details. Peer pressure you into watching a full season of something that you don't like, but I agree. Like three, three episodes is not too much to ask. It's just
4: well, I don't see how you could watch that show, get to the end of the first episode, see that someone's watching the show, and not need to know what that know. is and that <laughs> power <laughs> you through anything you have doubts about the idea that anybody's impervious to that kind of suspense. It's not like they just did three episodes. that made no sense. The first episode gives you a big tease and you've got to know what that is. Mm
3: -hmm. I I feel like not enough parents are doing their kids justice by, by teaching them uh, the past uh, when it comes to television. Mm -hmm. Um, i grew up watching uh i love lucy um and uh bewitched and all those other shows um and i absolutely i i loved the monkeys in my teens (laughs) and it was just one of those shows that i was obsessed with and i i would record it whenever i was at school
6: so i think what you just said is the whole problem is that none of those shows are now something that our kids are watching. So like as time as timely as it was for us to be watching I Love Lucy and Bewitched, our kids aren't watching shows like A Different World and uh give me another one that's is symbolic.
5: Well, like like growing pains or family ties. Or growing ties. pains or
6: family ties. Our kids aren't watching those because, for whatever stupid reason, they're watching we, Rick and Morty. We are letting like them that. watch Rick and Morty and YouTube <laughs> videos that rot their brains. And, <laughs> and yep. Sorry, John. I'm sorry.
4: I will say but, this. Um, like, I, was, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't play with the Marvel logo on every episode because that was one of the other things about the first episode that when people say oh just skip one through three there are so many uh, juicy amazing artistic choices that are necessary and as soon as the show started and they started playing with the logo it's like oh what's on now and then they did the purple one then they did at the at the end i don't know if anybody caught that like over in the corner there was a purple magic going on in the marvel logo toward the end of the series but i thought they should have done that gimmick every single time. I do love a show that plays with aspect ratio and letterboxing to hint you into certain circumstances. Uh, if you watch Westworld, Westworld was masterful at changing mm-hmm. what, like the letterbox based on which reality was being presented. And I, I love that stuff, but I wish they would have played a little more. I am glad to see that they're willing to play though, because there's so many people that are stuffy about that. Like, oh, no, we don't mess with the studio logo. Mess so, with it all day. So
1: Clyde Hall uh, just commented, several friends entered, this ain't my MCU mode, but most came back and watched the first three episodes to catch up after episode four dropped. Did you guys experience that too? Did you see that happening?
3: You know, I, I have, my feed went from, the like, the first episode going, what is this crap? to okay this is interesting I'm kind of getting into the flow of it and then all of a sudden it was like Joy Lawrence invaded my whole feed and it was just whoa
0: (laughs) well my fan base and friend base is very different um I do have friends who are very much into uh fandoms and comics and stuff but a lot of the people that I interact with are um vintage and pinup. And so what I found was a lot of people that I knew were going in and seeing the designs and the structure and talking about the authenticity of the, the wardrobe and the hairstyles and stayed for the story because they fell in love with it, which kind of was me. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the wardrobe going, oh my, I'm going to have to watch this. So, but yeah. Yeah.
5: The I told Nicole amazing. that if Paul Bentley and Elizabeth, Bettany. Olsen, Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen were transported to that time, I think they would fit in. Like, I could see them uh, guest starring on I Love Lucy or I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, it just goes to show what kind of actors we have. And can we say Elizabeth Olsen deserves the Emmy now?
6: Yes. Well, and in, if in there was a, a trend, too, like, they they changed with the style of T V show like the
5: cadence and how the, they, how they talk.
6: The the syntax yes. cadence the 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 delivery of the lines the just the way everything was shot was like if you didn't watch it full through because when we got to like the nineties and then the two thousand I didn't never watched Modern Family but apparently that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And um sorry But um, sorry, again, I'm like late to the party on a lot of things, but I'll probably never watch that one.
1: Um, Listen, well, I had never seen it either. But as a result of WandaVision, our family has started watching Modern Family. um, And it's so cool to see what they did in WandaVision. And now I'm seeing the callbacks to what's already (laughs) been done. And it's a hilarious show, by the way.
4: And that, that's the silver lining, Johnny, that, that we, we might throw in while we're busy being cranky about people's uh, critique of, of the slow burn. The side effect that may happen is much like listening to music and you hear a, a loop or a sample and you think, oh, man, what is that? And you may go and figure out where did they sample that from? And then you become a man of a song that's really old that you didn't really know about or think about. A lot of people discover in reverse and it may be that this gives an awakening to a certain segment that didn't have the Nick at night thing. And they didn't have the originals, but then they go, what's this based on? I want to go see that. And, and it might be something that happens. I mean, with our kid, it happened with the twilight zone. Kinda. He's like, Oh, this new thing is pretty cool. Where'd this come from? We showed him the old stuff. And you know, there's, there's all this potential for discovery that might be the silver lining.
1: Yeah, My
0: husband and I actually spent a lot of time trying to determine which TV show, each episode was mimicking and um, also because, I mean, there were several within each show. Mm-hmm. And I, I think mm-hmm. when we got to the end of the the season and you saw all of this, I'm like, ooh, we were right right there. But my daughter, who is a teenager, absolutely loved it. Um, she is a bit of an old soul herself. And I'm, I think that this is going to open up channels for her to view shows that she would never thought about because now we're talking about them.
5: When I was uh, in high school in the 90s, um, I had friends that were in drama club and they uh, wanted to go to film school after high school. And they would always uh, talk about like the episode of I Love Lucy. And they always and every single one of them, even though they didn't know each other, because, you know, I did part of my high school in San Diego and the rest in Las Vegas. They would always talk about the I Love Lucy when they work at the Chocolate Factory.
0: Mm -hmm.
5: And that was always the episode. They say you need to, this is like the, even though it's not the first episode of the, of the whole show is to watch that episode first, because that is some of the best of that time.
0: And truthfully, that is one of the most mimicked uh, designs that you see in film. As a matter of fact, um, my, I have a really good friend and I, and we were doing uh, some vintage fashion shows and some vintage, uh, um, events. And we, we did the whole, I love Lucy chocolate. I mean, like with the pink dresses and the, the chef's hat and stuffing chocolate in our face. And I mean, it, we were in a vintage market doing that and everybody loved it. Everybody immediately knew who it was. My,
1: my, my personal favorite is Vita Vita Medellin. I
0: was just going to <laughs> <laughs> We have another drink and let me say that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that great. So um, Tony Snipes, um, for those of you who don't know Tony, he is my twin brother. Um, and he says, Elizabeth Olsen does deserve an Emmy for this. I would agree. Yeah. And the controversial piece, pace of the storytelling led to the mainstream buzz that the show received. And, and I want to talk about that in a minute. Uh, and then he also adds, everybody has heard of WandaVision, whether they've seen it or not, genius. And yes, he's right. And, and one of the things yeah. that I wanted to leave on – was what this show accomplished. Um, we, we saw it happening with The Mandalorian, where, um, you know, when I was a kid, appointment TV was a thing. Like, if you didn't see that TV show that you love on the night that it aired, you didn't see it until it aired again when they <laughs> repeated the series season, or three years later when they went into syndication. Mm-hmm. You, you had to be, make time to, to, to make that appointment to see that show. And then along comes On Demand, and people can watch shows at any time. And then with the Netflix model, you got shows dropping entire seasons all at once, and people binge-watching them in an afternoon and feeling miserable about their lives afterwards. Because it's like if you eat a chocolate cake by yourself, right? You feel horrible about it. And then you're like, what do I do now? What, where, where, what does my life mean now? That happened to me with Luke Cage. I don't want to go into it. But <laughs> um, but but Mandalorian really created this hybrid of on-demand appointment TV mm. by dropping one episode a week on the same day. But you could go back later and binge watch it if you wanted to. And WandaVision continued that trend. And what we saw even on a greater scale than The Mandalorian, because we saw it with Mandalorian where you would watch the episode and people would talk for a couple of days all week long about you know what happened and, and I can't wait for the next one. This show, it, that took that whole phenomenon to a whole nother level. It's all anybody was talking about. Uh, whether they saw it or not, watched it or not, people couldn't help talk about WandaVision and what it could mean, and people would people who hadn't seen the show but knew the comics we were commenting on still frames and costumes, and I, I mean I've never seen anything like it, and I think Disney really and, and Marvel Studios really captured a really sweet secret sauce by recreating that appointment TV feeling, but still giving us the on demand experience.
4: Which is yet another meta TV culture hit for this creation.
1: Yeah. So Clyde Hall said, also, if you missed an episode, the kids at school the next day would talk about it and make you feel miserable. Disney plus delivered a return to living for appointment TV. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Johnny, I got a question for you. Sure. Before you, before you move us toward a conclusion You haven't talked about loot. I don't know if you talk about it uh, in these evening episodes as much as Saturday mornings, but I'm curious because I want to know what kind of WandaVision loot everybody has been snagging. And I currently have a lonely Wanda. (sighs) Oh! Waiting for her matching vision, which I was able to snatch before it drove up to $80. But (laughs) I have to wait for it. Uh, they did the fifties ones. And I decided there, there's one of him as a human, but he, I mean, people that don't know would just see these in your house and be like, Oh, that's cute. Black and white TV characters of some kind. But there's one where his head is the vision head with the briefcase and the suit. But that one, it like shot way up through the roof. And it's going to be a while before I get it. Cause it's a pre-order and a, a big Apple collectibles thing. But um when it comes, they'll, they'll they'll be the perfect little '50s version of these characters. But what are you guys seeing? Do you have you guys snatched up any any yes. WandaVision loot?
1: So so while Brian is grabbing his stuff, I have not yet. Um, although there is a, a, a Marvel Legends White Vision figure coming out, and I'm not a huge Pop's fan, I have a few, but I do want that White Vision Pop. Um, so I will be on the hunt for that. And let me give a shout out to a, a shop in Middle Tennessee for you guys who are in my area. Um, Dragonfly Comics in White House, Tennessee, probably has the most expansive selection of pop vinyls I've ever seen in any one place. Hmm. So uh, it is worth the trip up there if you're in this area.
4: Cool.
1: Brian, What, what, what do you go? what did you go get?
5: Okay, so last week on Thursday was Emerald City Comic Con, and I got what is probably the hottest WandaVision pops on the market. Well, you can't find them now. Maybe on eBay for like two fifty or more. Wow.
0: Ah. Uh, Yay, the twins.
6: <gasps> oh. oh. Halloween. Wow. Oh. Yeah. They're so, so cute.
2: cute. He was
6: hilarious. He's like, I get a text. I'm sitting at my desk at school and I get a text and it says Ugh and I was like what? Uh. And he's like <laughs> can't find twins. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon hiding them. And I went. <laughs> okay. Now I'm gonna go home to a Neanderthal and I have no idea what. <laughs> Because I don't know what this, what this, like, hot Amazon hides stuff now. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, and then, like, an hour later, I get got twins, and then there's a whole bunch of emojis. And I was like, <laughs> crisis averted. <laughs>
2: You're
5: like, I
1: hope they're not live human twins. <laughs> no, well, I well the thing is, no on Thursday boys.
5: at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, that was 6 a.m. Pacific, Funko released the Emerald City Comic-Con Pops. Amazon did not release these Pops until about an hour and a half after they were supposed to. Huh. And as soon as I ordered them, they went out of stock. So I was lucky enough to snag them, and now the only way to buy them is on eBay or
4: through a like comic shop. But it's going to be triple digits. Yeah, it's like one hundred and twenty right now through an independent seller on uh, on Amazon. So that's probably this the the ground floor is one hundred and twenty and up.
1: I I will say this too: there is another shop here in Middle Tennessee called Replay Toys, and uh, they specialize in you know aftermarket stuff, but they do not price gouge nice. they they Ooh. um they uh stuff that's like i, I got a, a, a uh um pop after they had started skyrocketing for thirteen dollars for them because nice. they wow. didn't they wow. didn't price gouge it um, so that's another resource, replay toys in middle Tennessee to check out. So, I got a
5: question for Lucas. You mentioned uh, big Apple collectibles, you've bought stuff from them before.
4: Uh, no, this is the first experiment in that,
5: <laughs> yeah, because I just found out about uh, them today and uh, because they have mystery
1: boxes, and I think I may hop into that. Hey, that's that's uh-huh. Mike. My- that's uh, Mike Carbonaro's uh, outfit, not the not the Mike Carbo YouTuber guy, but Mike Mike Carbo, the huge comic book collector guy who uh, hosts the Big Apple Comic Con every year. Um, he's he's a real dude. I, I mean, he's he's the real thing.
4: So it um, seemed pretty reputable from what I could tell. I had never shopped it before, but it uh, it looked like it was decent. And on the day that I did that that figure was was 60 bucks on Amazon already. And I was wrestling with whether I was obsessed with having that matching pair (laughs) would pay that much because I'm not a pop. Like I purposefully invest in pops that I think represent something I want seen. I don't try to get all of it. Um, But uh, you know, I looked at it and thought, you know, it's a $22 pre-order. You know, how much could go wrong? (laughs) What I really hope
1: they do with this uh, Marvel Legends retro line, wouldn't it be great if they did a black and white Vision and Scarlet Witch in the retro style? That
0: would
5: be neat, yeah. Yeah. Did did you see, these are out of my budget. I'll never be able to afford a hot toy, uh, which are like two something. They just released Vision and Scarlet Witch in her new outfit that you see her in at the end of WandaVision. Uh, I don't know if you've seen photos, but, uh, oh, yeah. if look them up. Oh my God. They look, I mean, hot toys in general look really good. That's why you spend like 200 some odd dollars for them. That's yeah. they're gorgeous.
1: Yep. Yep. Highly collectible. There will be, there will be a Marvel legends line that will come out. Um, and, uh, I'll look, I'll collect that definitely. Cause I love the Marvel legends stuff. Um, and I might pick up a pop or two and, uh, DL Memphis vanished for a minute and she is back. Did you go oh, yeah. get some loot, DL?
0: Did I, no, actually, uh, honestly, all of the loot that I'm interested, like the Wanda, or not the Wanda, the uh, Agatha Pop is on uh, its pre-order at this point, but um, I have seen a lot of really cool. I have a tendency to gravitate towards characters that I love and that I intend to cosplay and buy mm-hmm. everything yep, that are yep. surrounding those characters. So um, yeah, I've seen like socks, but right now my big focus is creating the Agatha cosplay. So no, like, I- he- do it. He-
2: I can't wait to see. I'm sorry. I know. I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm drooling.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I am. I don't have any great loot at this point, but I'm, um, I'm, I'm working on getting. Every-
4: uh
1: oh. Oh no. We just well, got her back. Yeah. Yeah. We just got her back. she froze again. I, it was Agatha all along. Um, <laughs> well, so that, that's probably a good place to uh, start winding down. Uh, any any last thoughts about WandaVision? Um, do you think it? I, I think it was a great uh, opening chapter for Marvel Phase Four.
5: Yeah, I mean, are you looking forward to the making of on Friday?
4: Oh sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that had gotten past me. When is that? It, this Friday. Mm-hmm. and then next and then next week
5: falcon and winter soldier starts and yeah. then after that ends the the following week of the finale of that you'll do a making of and then i think black widow loki. comes out yep
4: black
1: widow comes out in theaters and then loki the
4: next week we've been uh we did a captain america and winter soldier rewatch sunday night probably friday night we're doing age of ultron and then i'm trying to encourage a all day Saturday or Sunday, or break it in half, uh, straight through watch of one vision back to back episodes just for the fun of it, mm-hmm. and leading into, of course, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yep, yep. Kelly, you were about to uh, comment on the opening salvo of MCU Phase Four. Oh, I was just
2: going to say, I hope we have even half as much fun watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier and coming up with crazy theories as we did with this one. Oh, yeah.
1: Now, one last question, and and this is kind of interesting because, you know, Black Widow got pushed, pushed, pushed again. Um, do you think that this show has rekindled any kind of anticipation for Black Widow or has... Black Widow just been a victim and, and had all of the oxygen sucked out of the room by WandaVision.
4: Ooh. No, mm.
1: I think people are still looking forward to Black Widow.
4: Yeah, I think I think people are, but I'm worried that this obsession these studios have with just keeping on kicking the can down the road worries me that people are going to be so like, oh, well, it's about damn time when the movie comes out that the excitement is is dulled. And I think the same applies to like, 007. They're doing the same thing with that movie. Like, just stop it. Just release it. And, and, you know, quit kicking it.
0: Well, and after a while, you have so much anticipation for a release that it cannot even compare. Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I loved the original Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman. I waited so long for 84, and it was such a letdown, even with Linda Carter in the final scenes. I was, I, I think that you can actually drag it out too long to the point that people are going to completely lose interest not only in the character, but the just the story in general. It,
4: and I'm worried about Ghostbusters and Top Gun and all these things having the same problem.
5: Yes. Yep,
1: yep. Um, Clyde Hall says, if Falcon and Winter Soldier is anything as good as this, it's once again a great era to be a comics fan, TV addict. I will agree, Clyde Hall. Um, everything is awesome but there are a lot of people who still aren't happy about it. And that's a conversation for another day. Uh, oh Tony stipe said they should not do a season two of WandaVision. I agree. It was well done. Leave it as a finished masterpiece. Amen, my brother. Testify.
5: Yeah, well, Tony Foggy said that some of these shows will get second seasons, but not right away. So they'll like flow into a movie and then come back and then flow into a movie, and then maybe come back and do
4: two seasons.
5: But certain shows are definitely going to be one and done. I think Wandavision's
1: one and done. I think it should be.
4: It uh, should I think- be, but you don't even have to have the same show. You can always just keep having limited series, and the stories yeah. continue. And we may be in a post-season uh, universe of of streaming media it could be that we don't obsess over seasons as much and we start seeing how stories just kind of fold over into other stories yeah that would be great
6: i I kind of feel like that that's what they're doing though too that it kind of um pushes us to kind of look at the bigger picture too like how does this tiny part move into something bigger and then where do the characters go after that and then do we come back to them or do we go back to go on to something else um because like i don't i don't want to see wandavision again i want to see what's next like i i want to see where she goes from now like where she goes next i want to yeah. see that. i don't want to see anything else
1: Well, very cool. Well, we are coming up at two hours. Can you believe it? And and not one bit of toxic fandom poked its head into this discussion. It's a miracle. Wait,
0: wait, we can get that. in. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Thank you guys for being on. Um, Let's tell everyone where they can find you. Brian, Nicole, Reels and Heels. Yeah, Reels and Heels uh,
5: every Saturday at 2.15 Eastern. Uh, I have uh, a couple of comic book guests uh, this weekend, which um, I'll announce tomorrow. <laughs> I, I've, I've... He will
6: announce them to me tomorrow as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: All right. All right. It's an interesting uh, comic, um, and I'll have all the details. I just don't want to make the announcement just yet. I have to work some some things out, but yeah, you can catch us every uh, Saturday on Reels and Heels and in the HWS and- Web TV YouTube channel.
6: Where I fly by the seat of my pants, and thank God I only have to be here to look pretty.
5: And I do have to say, Willow did an awesome job last weekend.
1: And uh, Willow, hold that thought. Thank you. Hold, hold, wait, because um, we we got a big build up here. Um, Kelly, Phoenix Sisters Cosplay on YouTube. Um, yep. Yeah. Drunk Comics and then for us you do uh, Back Issue Breakfast Club and uh, what, so what's coming up on Drunk Comics?
2: Uh, Drunk Comics actually it's funny you guys were talking about Godzilla because that's the next episode <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm editing that one it should be dropping tomorrow
1: Alright cool So, uh, DL Memphis you guys are finishing up a record with the Murdering Crows what else is going on?
0: Well, uh, that's my primary focus at the moment, although you can find me Saturday mornings occasionally with the back of the cereal box and just kind of let this horse or this cat out of the bag. Um, we do have another show coming up. That's part of the back of the cereal box franchise called ice cream Queens, which is going to be horror goth and everything that's creepy. That just appeals to my little dark heart. So you'll be seeing that, um, you can find me in the Murdering Crows on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, anywhere that you think something creepy might be looking lurking in a corner. That's where you're going to find me, like a spider.
1: Lucas, what uh, what rabble rousing are you up to?
4: <laughs> oh boy, you know it's uh, <laughs> it's weird when you. Uh, when you can't figure out what to name a podcast and you can't even catch up to posting all of your videos on YouTube, but you can go over to YouTube and see some of my ever, ever uh, evolving backlog of my uh, sociopolitical banter uh, in day drinking discussions. Uh, But I am in the process of branding, naming and conceptualizing that into something more. And I'm actually getting some guidance from our own John Pica on uh, how to put that together. I I don't know if it'll be under that banner, but I do have the stump. If you're uh, on Facebook, go look that up. It's impossible to keep up with everything. Um, And then I am also, like I mentioned at the top, studying up and getting my background material for a future drunk comics. And uh, that ought to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Lucas, I I have a, a suggestion.
5: You should have a show called Lucas Calls Out. Because after watching your Domino's video thing, uh,
4: that was hilarious. (laughs) Well, Uh, I did did get those. uh, Actually, here you go. Look at that. This is what happens when you tell Domino's that they're racist.
0: (gasps) (laughs) Was that coupons or was that complaints?
4: That is uh, like 50 gift certificates for a one topping pizza. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. They now deliver to our neighborhood.
1: Okay. And, of course, you can find Willow on Reels and Heels as a co-host in her own show, Willow's Pillow Talk, on the Hanging with Web Show network. But this Saturday, this Saturday on Back of the Cereal Box, Willow is taking over as the host, along with DL Memphis and Kelly and our very own Aubrey X. To talk about confessions of a geek girl and uh, what it's like to be a woman in geek pop culture.
3: Oh, it's gonna be fun taking over your show, John.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you should apologize in advance. (laughs) Disclaimer. Hey, never apologize.
1: As long as you all have your big bowl of cereal, and (laughs) and that's that's not a euphemism. That that's um, as and, and as long as as long as you keep it clean drop all the innuendo you want um, it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: can we get definitions for what you mean by clean define clean
1: I, I think That's i already so I have to work I, I think I already uh, specified that in a message I think um, I
0: might have missed that. Is that a problem?
3: <laughs> what, what's What's funny is I actually searched on uh, hot topic today to see if they still sold the Elvira cereal, and unfortunately, I think I missed it. But
4: <laughs>
1: that'll be
3: epic. But I'll try to find something cool for Saturday.
1: <laughs> Very cool, and and so uh, Willow, after we're done tonight, you have freedom to play in the uh, in the studio. So. Um, I've loaded up videos and commercials and you can add photos and all of that stuff. So uh, one last comment from our peanut gallery. Clyde Hall says, thank you for this discussion, everyone. Great analysis and takeaways sharing the end of WandaVision was lovely. We persevere. Love you Clyde. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, if you like the show, Shows because we're on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram with exclusive content on each of those, and exclusive content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, Willow and Kelly, uh, as of this Saturday, you guys will be iHeartRadio celebrities too. iHeartRadio. So uh, yeah, if you like the shows, tell two or three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night. You can let us know what you think by sending us an email at serialboxpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook at cerealboxpodcast Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Cereal Box Podcast, and of course, watch our weekly videos at YouTube at Back of the Cereal Box. And you can always listen every week on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in, and until the next time, love you, mean it, we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, friends and foes, that's going to do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you enjoyed the review, and that I was able to help you find your new favorite movie. Do us a favor. Drop us a comment and let us know what you think. Let us know what you'd like me to review in the future. You can do that at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or do it the old-fashioned way, and send us an email at... SerialBoxPodcast at gmail.com And while you're at it, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and all of the great content there. And if you like what we do, please support us by liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with two or three hundred of your closest friends and family. You can also become a supporter at patreon.com slash Cereal Box Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and until the next time, love you mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side.